0: Hello everyone, this is Twelveit, a podcast that connects listeners' questions to the experts' answers. I'm Matthias Bohlen. Hello folks, uh, Matthias Bohlen here from Twelveit. Um, I'm very happy to have Rod Apericiu with me today for the Ask Me Anything session on pricing. Pricing is a very interesting subject and we're doing this in a kind of um, question and answer style, which is typically uh, typical for 12 bits, 12 its connecting questions and answers. So this is a perfect match to have someone here as an expert for a topic, in this case Rod for pricing. Very happy to be here and have you here, Rod. Good afternoon.
1: Hey, Matthias. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know if I would call myself... I would definitely not call myself an expert. Uh, But I've, I've been really into... into pricing for the
2: best part of roughly 10, 12 years. Oh, boy. And I just didn't know how to go
1: very into it. It was most of it um, empiric- empirical, you know, almost yeah. by experience, trial and error. And then the, for the last probably three or four years, I've been working a lot on on, on that side, getting a more insight into this kind of like value pricing, getting off the cost plus model.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And... And yeah, just, just trying to figure out my, my way and, and yeah, listening to, to lots, lots of great folks who, who actually are absolutely nailing it for the better part of 20, 30 years, I
0: think. Cool. So uh, what do you do the, the whole day long? Give us a little image how, uh, about how, you, how your day looks with your clients.
1: It works more on the side of how to create a define, create and define a good strategy
2: uh-huh.
1: towards um, developing their uh, their position in their brands, right? So how uh-huh. can they create either more revenue or be more profitable or be profitable at all? Sometimes. Um, that That's mainly how, how it goes, and for that, we need first to start treating the symptoms and knowing what the symptoms are. Yeah, most of it, most people think, um, I have a sales problem, right? And it's not necessarily a sales problem, it has to do more with the target market they're in or their spread to thing.
0: Yeah,
1: or sometimes they say, Yeah, you know, my pricing is really the problem because have this very low price and nobody's buying. What in fact is they're underpriced. And they're trying to reach the wrong customers.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So it's not necessarily always a pricing, um, pricing problem. Uh Some other times it has to be more on what's the position, right? They position it is trying to sometimes they're trying to be two things. For two different markets, which is very yeah. confusing. Some other times they try to be what they call themselves inclusive, trying to be very broad. Oh yeah, right.
0: Doing uh, everyone uh, a favor, right? Doing everything for everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and the, uh, and the point sometimes over there is that it goes as yeah, but I can work with everybody. Yeah. It's, yes, you're right. However. The sole purpose of a business is mainly that it is exclusive. Why? Because only the ones, the clients or the customers or the buyers mm-hmm. that can make a, mm-hmm. make them help uh, create revenue and profit are the ones that are valid for a company or business to thrive. Right. The ones that are not, you either relegate them or you focus on some something like charity, or just working the one by one, or whatever model, uh, other model works, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So yeah, uh, that 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 goes mainly how how some of these things go on the client side,
2: and another one is is actually how to create. Yeah, it has to do with the brand
1: strategy the brand strategy part, like what, what is a brand, you know, it's this feeling that someone has to a product service or organization
2: and how you can claim your own, how you can claim your own space in your own terms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And that mainly has to do with creating customers instead of finding them or attracting customers that are somewhere else
0: yeah brands like let's take the big ones as an example like Coke or like Nike or what uh these well known brands they have a certain feeling a certain image of themselves a certain messaging they're talking in a in a certain way and uh yeah it it's uh, all transfers kind of emotion kind of uh, feeling for the brand
1: yeah and also there are uh, other small ones like i don't know when when some- at Parker Warber, you know, the, the glasses company, it was very small and still it was very focused on it with what it represented for and how it was and how it was working, what it, what it was standing for. Yeah. Um,
2: and there's one other mistake that usually people do. If you're starting up and
1: you're hearing that, You have to do this because Amazon or PayPal
0: or Google
1: or or Coke or whatever, whoever did this. That's a very big mistake because they have big pockets, they have big budgets and
0: huge teams. That's right.
1: Right. If you're on the other side, yeah, maybe this, uh, the big, huge approach on the altitude, uh, from the altitude, might look about the same, but the resources, ways to go there are absolutely different
2: Mm.
0: absolutely i work in the software architecture uh, field a lot and i often look at uh, software engineers who use architectures that um, are building rules for software systems that are used by big companies like google and so on and i always say hey you're not google right you're not big you're not you keep it small keep it simple so I think it's a it might be the same on the marketing and sales and, and pricing side. Yeah. Um, speaking about pricing, what do you think can you define pricing? What what is pricing?
1: Pricing Okay, first price, right? There are three core concepts that are value, par, price and cost.
0: Uh-huh. Okay.
1: Value is absolutely subjective. It's what other people what other people see in um, either a certain product uh, or service that is going to help them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's absolutely subjective. That's for you, the value of can people see. Yeah, the, the spend for you it might be worth five, for you it might be worth ten, depending on the context. Mm-hmm. So price, according to Ron Baker, is what's the maximum value, uh, the, the maximum amount of money that one would pay for a determined service or product.
2: Mm, okay.
0: So right. it's, it's a, such a high amount of money so that if you go beyond that, people won't buy anymore. Is that right?
1: Yeah. And it has to be less than a value
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: because if you pay for something more than its value, that your personal value, your subjective value, yeah. you have either buy remorse.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Right. You have a second thoughts, or you feel ripped off.
0: If if I buy a T-shirt for a thousand euros, <laughs> I think it's
1: it's. Um... It depends. <laughs> it all depends. That's a, that's a bit of it. So what's uh, who is one of one of your? What are you like, music or books or any of?
0: Yeah, books. Um, let's say. Um, uh, Richard Bach, for example, with the, with the, uh, Jonathan Siegel, for example, is a fantastic book.
1: Okay, um, are they the like your favorite ones?
0: Yeah, I, I could say it's one of my
2: favorites. Yeah. Okay. What if I tell you that I have a book by Siegel Siegel
1: um, that is signed by him?
2: Oh, okay, and by by the author,
0: by Richard Beck himself, okay, yeah. yeah. This would it's inc- the first obviously increase the value if it's an and original it's $500 edition. $500 or 500 oh, euros. Oh, boy, yeah, I would start thinking.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you see, like, over there, because for me, it would be absolutely nonsense, because yeah, I don't absolutely. really know them. Right. It's not important for mm. me, so I don't <clears throat> value it. Mm-hmm. So for me, it might be worth 20 euros, but yeah. you are now thinking that... Five hundred euros might be a right price for this huge value.
2: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Yeah, depending on, for example, when if Richard made made some annotations in the book or some drawings that, that don't exist in the in the official uh, book, yeah. for example, yeah, makes it makes it more valuable to me. Absolutely.
1: Exactly, and you would be pay, willing to pay more than the thirty dollars or thirty euros that you yeah. can find in the same book on Amazon, right?
2: Yeah. Right.
1: And it's still the same product. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. it would be for somebody else would be uh, worth even less because it would have a script and it's not tight seal, you know, and it's not very whiteboards, but it has like all the, mm-hmm. all the writing around, ar- around the, the edges. Right. So, so you see like how something that for someone is absolutely valuable for the other one can,
0: can be not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. And then so we, those have, are... we have cost. We have, we have value, price, yep. and cost, you said.
2: And
1: cost is whatever it takes you to build the, the thing.
0: Okay.
2: Right. Uh, so, Ron Baker, and he talks about uh, a lot of uh, the value pricing.
1: He says that, you know, the price is the thing that justifies the cost. Mm-hmm. It's not the other way around. That the cost justifies the price, because it comes from this part of sort of like entitlement. You know, it cost me ten euros to build this pen. Uh-huh. So because the world owes me to make a that I have to make a profit, right? Because I deserve a profit.
2: Oh, I, I would, see what I would you mean. Make yeah.
1: Twelve. Yeah. Right. On the, other, on the other hand, it is, okay, you know, how can I make this spend for you valuable? All right. So, yeah. from this value and this is a cost. Does this price justify the cost? Yes or no? If it's a no, I have to look at something else. If it's a yes, mm-hmm.
0: okay, mm-hmm. let's move ahead. So, price justifies cost. Yes, price defines how much cost I can spend um, in order to make a profit. But not the other way around. I can't say I'm I'm building a hundred-dollar pen and nobody will pay a hundred dollars for this pen. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Or maybe they will if
1: you find the right person who's looking for this kind of pen. Yes. Right. Absolutely. If you if you have a luxury pen that it could cost you two euros to make.
2: Yeah.
0: But yeah. Apple makes makes thousand. a pen for their iPad, for example, and it costs a hundred. So and the Apple people are buying it. Hundred and fifty yeah. even. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. So hmm. and, and they don't even think twice
1: about it. Yeah. You can have the exact same
2: kind of pen that has the same functionality that is a fifth of the price mm-hmm.
1: and it's random a brand or whatever brand yeah. that it doesn't have. Right. Or it doesn't have anything.
0: And it just says it, works with iPhone. People to find
1: yeah. va- Apple valuable, they go, Oh yeah, you know, I don't care about this other one. I want Apple. Mm-hmm. I want this one because it has this reputation. It has this, it builds this status on me. Mm-hmm. Right. That keeps me in the loop with the, with my peers of. Of Apple lovers also? Yeah, it
0: gives me some status. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, okay. So I, I see what you mean. Um, and pricing, we're here, I think, because it's, it's important, right? And it can be a problem for people. Why do you think is pricing so important for a product or for a service?
1: Because it's the only
2: variable in a business that brings in revenue. Uh huh. Everything else, do you think... Tell
1: me anything that, that goes into a business.
0: Yeah, the money so, is coming in through the price. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and it goes like, okay, you know, I have a business, I have an office. So to build this office or to build this store, I need to put money in. Right, mm-hmm. rather have to spend or invest money. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have to do... Promotions, or if I have to do sales from the product, it also means that I have to do campaigns. That means yeah. I'm spending, I'm yeah. using money, I'm using resources. If I am developing the product, the brand, our uh, research and, and development, if I'm talking about like how to plan this, uh, how, how to plan the, the, the tactics, how to implement the, the strategy, it all means the use of resources. Right. However, however, price is the only thing that tells, okay, you know, dear customer, the price is this Uh and are you up or not on
0: it?
2: Yeah.
1: So when they pay the price, that's the only way, that's the only way the, the the business makes, makes money,
0: makes money. So pricing is important because either you, you get money through the price and if you make it too high on the other hand, uh, people won't buy anymore, so you lose money. So pricing is kind of, uh, yeah, a, a, a variable that you have to adjust very carefully, right?
2: Yeah, and and the price. It can. Well,
1: it can be too high sometimes. It's never the same because we're talking about value, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a graphic designer and I try to value or, or, I have, or, or I try to price a project for a logo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Based on the value that it will be, it's that's a customized service. There's a Starbucks, on the other hand, that has this huge commodity mainly. Yeah. Right. But they don't charge on the cost. They have they, different tactics and strategies yeah. and they charge actually on the perceived value because it's like the experience of Starbucks or if it's, um, it's the other factors. It's, it's either the status, it's the, the atmosphere or yeah. anything. But it's based on, on the perceived value of whatever that cup of coffee or blueberry means to the others.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you think makes pricing difficult? What are the factors um, where, you, where you would say, yeah, you can be successful with pricing if you do this or that, or you can fail with pricing if you
2: do this or that? What so, are some uh, typical blunders that that uh, entrepreneurs
0: make when when pricing their products?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't
1: say that pricing is difficult, but I wouldn't say that it's easier either. I'd say it's
2: like it can be it can be simple, and the main thing that I found is that pricing is taken. From our own side. So we're thinking either
1: with our own pockets. Mm-hmm. Our own wallets.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or we're thinking about what we're worth. Right. And mm-hmm. that's absolutely
0: nonsense. That's a good point. So, it's a very subjective thinking in that case.
1: Yeah. And it like and that part of it, it puts you, the builder or the, the company owner, the entrepreneur, the uh, solace, whatever... Mm-hmm puts you first than your client, you know, mm-hmm. this is my worth, or this is what I think I should, I should, uh, the price should be. Why? Because I say so, or like, because, yeah, of the gold because gold.
2: I think so. Yeah.
1: On the other hand is what are they ready to pay? Not even willing. It's cause that's, that's a different way of framing it. If I ask you, Hey, Matthias, would you be willing to spend $10 on this pen? You might think, ah, oh, yeah, maybe I would, but you would have to go all over a thinking process mm-hmm. to uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, say, hey, do you need a pen? How can I make you the perfect pen for you? So from there, it's, okay, so you use this pen or you try this pen. Would you be ready to spend or to invest or to pay, right? Yeah. X price for this, they will be like, yes or no. And if they say yes, that's one threshold. You, keep, you need to keep moving on the next ones, either up or down.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's an important distinction to make. What is somebody willing to pay in theory or in the future? And what what are they uh, ready to pay right now? Would they really say, "Yeah, that's a bargain. Give me that pen." Um, it's it's a difference, yeah. What people think they want, uh, what they will do, and what they will really do—that's a difference. Yeah.
1: There is also another way that you you will find is when people start saying, "I don't know." I, I remember Laura Evans. From Nifty, Fox mm-hmm. Nifty, right? She has this, the Atomic Visuals, yeah, the workshop. Yeah. And people were saying, okay, this is awesome. Take my money. Yeah. You know, that tells more than I am willing to spend. It tells I'm ready. Here's my money. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. So the intention moves even further down.
0: Uh-huh. So one one important thing would be for an entrepreneur or a maker um, or a freelancer um, finding out this level of price where uh, where their customers would be ready to buy, not what they think uh, themselves think what their product is worth, right? Yeah. So how would how would somebody go ahead and and find that out?
2: Okay. So.
1: What are we talking about? Are we talking about a product? Are we talking about a productized service? Are we talking about a customized service? Because
2: it all depends on the context, Mm -hmm. on one side. Um, The other one, it has to do also with what your strategy
1: and your positioning is, right? Mm -hmm. Because it has to make
2: sense. What happens? If, what happens if I say I want to be a luxury brand? Yeah.
1: Or I want to like represent luxury, and I will go into this very exclusive market. I will only sell in Monaco. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> but the price is five euros. Yeah. Because I'm trying to penetrate the market. It's. It doesn't. Make, it wouldn't make any sense. And actually, it would be. Hurting you more than helping you and giving it away for free. Yes.
0: It, it, would, be, it f- would feel odd for the people in Monaco, right?
1: Yeah. Or for the, for the buyers, because you know that in Monaco, they're like, it's rich people, tax paradise, tax haven. Yeah. So if you have something for $5, five euros, it better be a bottle of water <laughs> and not something.
2: <laughs> and yeah. even
1: then. So... So yeah, I, I would say that the first is to define what's the goal of the company. Mm-hmm. From there starts thinking, okay, what's the approach to take? What's the position that we want to claim mm-hmm. in this marketplace? And from there start seeing what the best approach is going to be to, to, get, it, to get a private setting. It could be skimming, you know, very high, trying yeah. to take off go all the way down to um penetration and it also depends on the resources and capacities of each company or or, or each each one if you're starving for money mm-hmm. going down on a penetration uh price mode it's not going to be sustainable yeah because you will not be making money and if you're thinking for the next 4 to 6 months it's it wouldn't necessarily take you somewhere
2: ahead
0: right yeah. it only works on the short term such a strategy
2: yeah and
1: and not not even there like not, not even if you think like you could be also applying the wrong pricing uh, model in the wrong one mm-hmm. so on the mm-hmm. other side let's say that you want to be a you have a product that you want to commoditize, which is great. You know, commoditizing, yeah. it, it's good when you make it, not when it happens to you.
0: Sorry, once more, you, you're going to make it?
1: Oh, com- commoditizing or a commodity, selling a commodity. Yeah. is good when you decide to make it a commodity, not when the market is commoditized oh, and it happens yes. to you.
0: Yes. This is a shock. <laughs> if, if I have a yeah. high-valued service and suddenly somebody invents... A commoditization sh- uh, scheme, and I'm suddenly pissed because uh, I can't sell my service as a high-value service anymore, because it yeah. has become commoditized.
1: Or you build something like Canva that is absolutely cheap, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very commoditized because it's you know drag and drop. And yeah, you have it, and then you put it on the market, and nobody else is doing it. So that's creating that first. It's creating that cat category. And then the other hand is commoditizing instead of being commoditized. Yeah. So going to, to that, um, to to what I was saying versus you have a commodity, you want to reach a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? A really broad market because you, you find that the market is ready for it and you're creating that demand for it. And you put a very skimable price. It's not going to make sense again. Yeah, because nobody <clears throat> will be necessarily at the same level.
0: Mm-hmm. So, ah, interesting. So, to find out what what makes sense um, or what the customer is willing to pay, um, could I ask them, for example, what are you paying for a comparable service or for a comparable product, or what have you already bought, what have you already on your desk? Um, So I could ask people what they already have.
1: Yes and no. I mean, it could. So if you get into the trap of the better, you're going to be compared only to what's available.
2: Mm -hmm. Right? So over there, it might be... um, They might be willing to spend... Just a very tight amount of money. But if you
1: reframe how to solve the problem, you could tell the same solution or even less doing and more thinking Mm -hmm. for way more money. So what I, what I do find that first would be what's a big, I would tell you what's a big picture. Mm
2: -hmm. You know, you're,
1: you're building a house. So what do you see the house being like? When Mm -hmm. it's built, uh, what do you stand for? What your values are, right? From there you go into what's your market Mm -hmm. in that market. How are you helping this specific group of people do what they want to do? Mm -hmm. So over there, you create, uh, the demand Mm -hmm. from creating that demand for creating this customer, right? there will be a better chance of knowing, okay, this is what they're ready to, this is what they find valuable. So to find when they find it valuable, the next thing is, what's the right price? It has to be less than your value. Mm-hmm. So how valuable is it? Is it worth 5,000? Is it worth 500? No, it's worth 50, 50 the euros. Then you start thinking, okay, So if this is worth 50 euros, how could I make this solution for less than 50 euros? Yeah. Right. So you see that you go from the value to the price and then to the cost. Okay. Instead of going, it costs me 40 euros. I want to sell it for 100 Mm -hmm. and nobody will buy. Or even if you go, I built it for 40 euros. I don't want to sell it for 20 and still nobody buys.
0: Right. So one strategy could be uh, first, as you said, to find out what's valuable to them. For example, um, uh, you, you in, in a previous um, conversation that we had, you mentioned the job to be done theory. So for example, what, what job is, tr- is the customer trying to get done? Let's say they are trying to get a big Excel sheet calculated. And I want to make a SAS software that does it better, that does it simpler, faster than Excel. So it I would depends. ask them, how much time are you spending in your Excel sheet? Or how, how much does it cost you every day or every week to, to get this thing done? Would that be a strategy?
1: Maybe. Maybe. Because perhaps the job to be done is not to have the Excel sheet ready. Yeah. It's to have the right information at the right time for them to make yeah, the, the right Yeah, the
0: result that comes out of the Excel right. sheet. So yeah. if you focus
1: on the other one, if you focus on what's the outcome that they're after, mm-hmm. you can be like, okay, yeah, you know, you don't need to use Excel. You, you only need to use a pen of paper.
2: Mm-hmm. And you only need to focus on this KPI because that would be more valuable for them. Yeah,
1: Yeah. It it has to be not necessarily with what's the deliverable or what's the action they're trying to make. It's about thinking ahead of what's the outcome thereafter. Mm -hmm. So in jobs to be done, there is this, uh, what always says is that you need to find the right level of abstraction of what's the job, right? Mm -hmm. So it depends on the customers. Yeah. If because, for example, that outcome would be sold to one up above the the C-suite, for example, if you're talking about the operational people that have to deal with tons and tons and tons of, tons of information mm-hmm. and data, you'd be like, okay, what's the thing that you're trying to do? Maybe not having the right decision. It's for them to have like the the cleanest uh, data and information. So they can pass it on. Okay. How can yeah. build yeah. something towards that? Or maybe it's even how can they get the information more efficiently from the, uh, from the people who's putting the inputs, right? Yeah. So it, it, it depends on the level of, of abstraction, but it has to do more on what's the thing that they're after, depending on each one
0: this is this is a really interesting example for me because when I think of the people who are calculating those numbers um, they might be proud of it they they say hey I've got here my big Excel sheet and I'm the master of of the Excel stuff and I can do it and I get a beautiful report at the end Uh, but one level up, if you ask the C-level people that get these reports, they say, I want to make a quick decision based on these reports. So for me, it's important that they are simple, they are easy to understand, and so on. And what would happen if I suddenly came and said, hey, let's create a SaaS that generates those reports um, more or less automatically. Um, and so the, the Excel people, the previous Excel people, would be pissed. They would, be, yeah. uh, I, they would say, no, what are you doing there? You're making us obsolete here.
1: Yeah. It's like...
0: I so the know. value so to them would be much lower, right? Compared to yeah, the C-level suite.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Because of the kind of product you're... You, or the kind of outcome you're trying to help them achieve. Yeah.
0: Because so if I, I wouldn't absolute, them at all yeah. <laughs> in that case.
1: Yeah, if the C-suite is not interested in that and they say... Yeah, you know, I only need all this information, and the, I need this all these huge reports, right? Yeah. And the uh, operational people, let's say accounting, are after a better way to 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 use less resources in there, like uh, time ty- uh, times uh, the time that someone is spending in the computer trying to fix the Excel sheet. Yeah. It might be more valuable for them because they might be able to move into other tasks that are more important yeah. or that are being relegated.
0: So what do you think if, if an um, indie maker or a small agency wants to get a really, yeah, a successful pricing model, what do you think should they do or what should they avoid?
2: Um, Okay, so for this, it depends if it's if it's a customary service
1: or if it's more a product or product service.
0: Yeah, let's say it's um, some SaaS software uh, because I'm, I'm okay. from that area. They want to sell yeah. a monthly subscription or yearly subscription uh, for a kind of software service.
1: Okay. So if you're thinking about the price from that point of view,
2: you, ne- you need to find out what,
1: uh, I, I just like keep, keep sounding like in a loop, like what's, what's the value or what is this kind of like subscription, right? Why not sell it as a package? And it, so let, let's go even more in depth into, into one. So if you're thinking about it, just like, get, let's go. So I don't
0: get some yeah. So Uh, Let's say, for example, I can't sell it as a package because uh, a one-time price is not sustainable for me. I want to have a subscription product because it brings in money regularly. It's repeatable revenue or recurring revenue. So I would be interested to solve, let's say, you won't get recurring revenue without a recurring problem that you solve. Right, so your customer has to have a recurring problem. Let's say every week they have to do X or every month they have to be X, have to do X. So if, you ha- if I help them with some software where they have a problem each month, um, this would be a model, for example, this could work. Uh, whereas if they only have one time problem, let's say they wanna go on vacation and they are seeking the cheapest hotel, uh, they won't pay a subscription because it's a one-time event.
1: What if I tell you that that one-time event is worth one hundred thousand euros?
0: Oh yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Let's say they want to buy a house. But Would they pay for a subscription uh, thing yeah. that,
2: that calculates but, but, house prices? But again, or? like
1: the, the, th- the thing here is that
2: the context, as you just said, is thought about from the point of view of the maker. Yeah
1: right? So that's the first thing to change. Because you're thinking about like, how can I make money? How can I make this thing sustainable for me?
0: Yeah, right.
1: Instead of putting it the other way around is, are these people that I want to serve, looking for something that could help them fix it, uh, help them with this problem? If it's this monthly problem to, does it, does it need to be monthly for them? Can I fix it
2: for a, uh, for a I one time for the f- price? Yeah. Right. And it, it, like the
1: first thing to do there is ch- switching from the me into the you that goes like, what's important for me is absolutely or mostly irrelevant. But it's what's you, dear customer, that you're after.
2: Because over there, you're
1: going to, you're going to be able to identify better what's the thing. And again, if they have like a recurrent problem that comes every month and you say, Oh yeah, you know, if I make a subscription for, let's say 100 euros monthly and I get 10 companies, that's 1000 times, uh, times so 12, that's around, yeah. like, So twelve thousand. But if you find that this recurrent problem is something that goes even beyond that, and you can fix it at the root of it, and for these people is worth one hundred thousand, it will be almost ten times more valuable Mm -hmm. for them. So it's not about again. If I'm looking after the subscription, or if I'm looking what's the right price, it's like what's the problem that i want to help them fix or solve and from there can i even can can you even go one step ahead and be like can i trans- help them be transformed and thrive mm. because if you get that they're not they're going to be telling you okay you know here's my money and and let's let's work on this mm. so- one other That's things. an
0: interesting point that you're making. Um, I just noticed that my thinking is a little limited here. Uh, because when, when I am approaching as a software engineer, when I'm approaching the market, I look for similar solutions or some for comparable solutions. For example, I was fascinated by Otter, O-T-T-E-R, the, yeah. the, the, the transcription software for audio. Uh, And they solve, uh, recently solved a problem that says, um, get the auto assistant and make it, um, open your calendar to the, to this automatic assistant and the assistant will take part in every zoom meeting that you have and will automatically transcribe that zoom meeting, whether you're present or not. And I thought, wow, whether I'm present or not. Yeah. Let's say you are stuck in the car in, in a queue and you can't make it to the meeting. So, but the. The assistant has access to your calendar and notices, oh, the meeting is starting, and is automatically connecting to Zoom without you being there. And I thought, oh, this is a really valuable thing. Uh, You get the transcript after the meeting without being there. And I thought, this is genius. Um, So I'm looking for kind of this experience, uh, kind of solving these kinds of problems so that my service becomes extremely valuable.
1: And over there, it's quite interesting because if Zoom were thinking about even more about the customers,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: they would have found out about this problem. Right. And they would have even acquired Otter, or yeah. any transcription model or build their own because right. they do have the capacities already. It's like, Hey, we can help give you this some transcript. And make it a subscription even on top of it and people would be absolutely happy to pay because they, they find it valuable. Yeah. It will not be for the people who are in a free account.
0: That's right. Only because, uh, let's say as a trial like with one meeting a month or something. <laughs> yeah, because they, they maybe
1: that they don't need it because yeah if they have like what once uh, yeah they have one or two meetings a month. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it has to do with
2: what's important for the customer. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So, you would
0: say that it's a mistake to think, how can I make money? How is the price value cost model? And go searching for a problem. Um go searching for people who would buy and you can do it the other way around. Uh, look for a problem that needs to be solved and uh, look at the chari- characteristics of the problem, whether you can help them in a way that, that makes money for you sustainably. So it's kind of yeah. the other way around.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's more about like, I think I would call it the lazy way, but it's smarter. But it's more about efficiencies, right? Because if you... I'm not saying, like, there's one better than the other. Mm-hmm. Because you could build something and start very lean, right? That is very... Um, I don't want to call it a- agile, but uh, but it's something very flexible that yeah. uh, that it's launched and, and can change and iterate and, and improve over time from the start. And trying to find the right places or the right... Uh, Markets or niches. Yeah. Or on the other side, start asking, okay, I know I can build this different stuff. Is this valuable for these other people that
0: I want to serve?
2: Yeah.
1: Because once you have a critical amount of people, you'll be ready to like, okay, now I can try it. I can build it from there because I find, I think that they find it valuable. Start shipping and say, Hey, now I built this, I know this is something that you're looking for. Is it worth it to you? Yes or no? Okay, so if it's a no, how can I how can I improve it?
2: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
1: how, how can I create even more stuff?
0: Okay, so what would you say uh, are some yeah, mistakes or misconceptions that, that people would have when, when it comes to, to pricing. What what can go wrong if you if you want to say so?
1: Okay, so we already talked about penetration price is a way. That's one of yeah. the big pricing things too things low. Yeah, yeah, because, um, yeah, because it's not sustainable for especially for, for smaller companies or or uh, small ventures. Yeah. In the long term. If if it's not sustainable, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, right. The the other one is charge your worth. You know, we talked about this already because it's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is what I think it's worth. or This is like, I have to charge it because the world owes me. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And it's not really about that. It's charge what it's worth for your customer.
2: Mm -hmm. And if it's worth five or one thousand or one million you start thinking, okay, how
1: can I build something for this price that they're ready to pay, that is pro- profitable for me? Mm-hmm. If it's not, you toss it away, or you try to think of a better way. Another one that that I've seen, like this, is more with sort of like established companies
2: that, have, that already mm-hmm. have teams, and there's this big misconception that.
1: Pricing, marketing, sales, and these other things or departments are all separated.
2: Oh, it's yeah, not, yeah,
1: right. So price comes from the four pieces of marketing, there are price, product, placement, and promotions, which is like communications mainly. Yeah, so it's all part of it. And they all need to work together, they have to see the whole thing is as the business itself. So it's not isolated. It's not that the pricing department is fighting with the marketing department and with sales.
0: Yeah, kind of silo uh, organization, right? The sales yeah. people have their understanding of the price. The marketing people have another understanding uh, and, yeah. and so on, yeah. And the engineering yeah, and, maybe and this, making, yeah. They have also their own ideas.
1: Yeah, and maybe this has to do with you know, what jobs to be done has to do is uh, they have this statistics that around, I don't know, 50 or 60% of the of the companies that they're working, the different teams, they don't know what a need for the customer is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they have different conceptions and they translate it into their own departments. And since, since they're siloed, they don't talk to each other and they start competing instead yeah. of thinking, okay, what's the thing that we're going to focus on? And from there, start moving there.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So this could be another mistake, departmental thinking, um, so that you yeah. don't get a consistent pricing model.
1: Yeah. Then also the cost plus model Yeah. that we already talked about. Is, yeah. You know, this is what it costs me, so I will try to make a margin out of it. It's okay, but you're leaving too much money on the table. Yeah. If you're still thinking about the other ones, like what's the value, what's the price? This is the price. Does it doesn't justify my cost? Yes. Yeah. So. That goes mainly, again, to, write, uh, to to iterate on this is, was it valuable? Are they ready to pay this price? What and the next question to justify the cost is, what can I do? Right for mm-hmm. this price that is worth to me. Mm-hmm. So you start thinking of the solution and the scope and everything else only at last instead of first.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And. Another one that really gets me is that time as an input
0: time as an input, what does that mean
1: so that you charge either hourly or that you oh take yeah like what, what whatever time yeah so we're used to, we've been taught to say you know it took me this time yeah so I have to either build it or just like factor it in and there's Ron Baker that also said on this one of his podcasts, "The time is not an input, or it, it's a constraint."
2: Yeah. And absolutely. I started thinking about it;
1: it makes sense. Let's say that you have Usain Bolt, right? You have world one? record. It, Usain Bolt, the the Jamaican world uh, record champion.
0: Ah, okay. On
1: sprints, yeah. right? He's very fast, and he gets to the to the goal uh, faster than the others. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean that he's using less time yeah, because time runs the same for everybody yeah it's just he's using different resources and capabilities to within the same constraint get there faster yeah so. We cannot store it. We cannot account for it. It's always time coming in. Yeah. Um, So time-based pricing
0: would be a mistake, you say?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And when when people say, you know, um, my time is worth $200 or my my hourly rate is €1,000. Yeah. If it's real, so would you go to your clients and start... Fixing their garden, and would they pay you one thousand euros or one thousand dollars? <laughs> Probably
0: not, right? <laughs> Probably not. Exactly,
1: because your time is
0: not valuable.
1: It's yeah. not an input. It's what's what's it's the constraining after. you. Yeah, right. It's yeah, it's exactly. an input. It's only constraining you. Yeah. yeah, it's.
0: I just see that we have more listeners here. Uh, in fact, our first listener, welcome, Gabriel. Do you want to? Ha- do you have a question for, for Rod on, on pricing? Just press the
2: button uh, request to speak or something. The button must be called request to speak or something similar. Or I can invite you to speak. (laughs) (laughs) It's the
0: first, it's my first Twitter space ever. So uh, bear with me if I'm making mistakes here.
2: Okay, Gabriel wants
0: wants to listen anymore. Okay, so we were with with time-based pricing. Yes, it can be a big mistake. Hourly pricing, monthly pricing, something like that. Um, Yeah. And um, so pricing according to perceived value. Yes, it's also... else can be difficult Um, for example what about negotiations i recently had a client they were asking me to do something for them lead several workshops get a certain outcome and i charged what seemed to me like a high price i i really charged high and they were to me to me yes it's a subjective thing and um suddenly i noticed they didn't even blink they just said, Oh, yeah, let's get the purchasing department active um, and they will come to you and make the order. And I said, What? Did I ask too, too few money? Uh, didn't, didn't I ask enough money or what, what was it? Yep. And for the same amount of money, I, I have another client. He was negotiating with me to the end. Really, I didn't like it. I hated it. So, what's happening here? Two different clients, same amount of money for a comparable kind of workshop. But one client didn't even blink and paid immediately, and the other one was negotiating endlessly. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know it what has happens to the value.
2: One of them was having a better understanding of what this was going to bring into their business. That's on mm-hmm. one side. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is.
1: Are they the same? Are they they both uh, uh, of the same size? Um, Are they? um,
0: Yes, but they were operating in totally different different markets. One thing was an insurance company uh, uh, that didn't even blink, and the other one was a a retail company, a large scale retail company. So um, they are used to operate with very low margins. So I think they are used to negotiations.
1: Yeah, that has to do with what um, then it depends on the other one was on the one that they were negotiating that you hated the process. Were you talking to the decision maker or were you talking to purchase department or procurement or any of those?
0: Yeah, I got different cases. In that case, I was really talking to the decision maker. So that's why I was so amazed because normally the purchasing department are the negotiators.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, it depends on how many, how many prices did you give?
0: Um, three, three different options. Okay. One small, one middle and one high option.
2: Did they build on each other?
0: Um, yes, yes. So uh, in, in the highest option, there was more things included uh, than in the lower option
1: okay and were they negotiating on the three of
0: them they were negotiating what did they say Ah it's, a, it's already two years ago or something um yeah i think they were negotiating for the highest option um and they wanted to reduce the price for the highest option okay and i said then One... take the middle option and they said, no, we don't need, we, we, we need a high option. And I said, oh, okay. So then start started thinking. Probably,
1: <laughs> yeah, it was probably not the right customer at that moment.
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Because... Because the it, new customers, they,
0: they are totally different. They say, yeah, we yeah, get the it, value, we get, we, we get clarity on our strategy, we get faster like this. Uh, with the workshop, we are faster and so on. So they clearly see what, what the workshop is doing for yeah. them. And,
1: and it also depends on the, the buying journey. Mm-hmm. So um, there is this really good episode on Two Pops where they talk about the, the buying journey. And it has to do with two stages mainly. The one that is, am I considering options? Mm -hmm. And the next one is, I'm ready to buy. Because if I'm just trying to shop around, I'm trying to see what the options are, what's the best thing that I'm, that I'm after. And the other one is like, okay, you know, I'm ready. I already did my research or I already found what I'm looking for. I'm ready to, to, to pay. So this could also be a reason, yeah,
0: that the other one wasn't, wasn't at that point of the journey right now. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. And the, the farther you are on this intention, right, because you already have budget allocated, you already know what's going to happen, you already know what's the value, what's the return on this. Yeah. The most valuable or, or like the easier to find out the value of it. So yeah. from there you can start saying... Um, so what is this worth to you or how can I help you get to this outcome and from there start uh, building a price
2: yeah yeah there's this
1: one great book if you want to get better at pricing negotiating and actually being interested in people it's called a more beautiful question
0: a more beautiful question that's a nice title
1: Yeah. And it actually is about like how to start making questions that matter. Mm-hmm. Not only, not only for your business life, but for your personal life also. How, how to start ah,
0: it. so the book is not about uh, pricing or negotiations, but about asking questions in general. It, it's about like how to
1: make questions that are relevant. So, oh, because uh, yeah. only there, only then, when you make good questions and that are relevant, to a client, you can—it's easier for you to uncover what's the value of it, mm-hmm. right? And from there, you can say like, if it's more valuable, more price.
0: Yeah. i will just get a note on the, a more beautiful question. Do you know the author? Yes, I have here. Question.
1: It's Warren
2: Berger.
0: Warren Berger. Yes. Because the the title sounds abstract, uh, um, uh, attractive. Let's look, after that. Thank you. Okay, I think we have covered a lot of ground, Rod. Thanks a lot for that, and uh, the, oh, the hour is coming to an end. So, yeah. what would you, what be uh, a good recommendation for for um, indie hackers, um, small agencies, freelancers, where you would say start doing this next week or start exploring this idea next week? What what would you think would be a good advice for the, the people first thing from to Monday?
1: It. Yeah, the first thing to do to better your pricing is to start, stop thinking about you Mm -hmm. and start thinking about your customers. Mm -hmm. It's not about like how you can make more revenue. It is important, but not as important as how can you help your customers get over this, um, either product services or outcomes thereafter. Mm -hmm. From there, you can start building and maybe you find that you are underpriced, and that the wrong, you were approaching the the wrong customers, because there might be this other market or this other segment that has the same needs of your product uh-huh. or your service.
0: This would be and good and news. To pay great news.
1: Absolutely more.
0: Yeah. So this would be a good thing for people to start exploring on Monday. What am I doing for what kind of customer? Am I doing a rendering how much value? Uh, what, what problems are they uh, having What that they need to have solved? Yeah, explore that more and get, yeah. get a little more out of your own reflective view.
1: Yeah, and just to make it more tangible on like value, right, we can change and reframe it into what is it that they're after? Mm-hmm. What is their goal? What is mm-hmm. the outcome or the business outcome that they're after? If you're focusing on on businesses obviously yeah if you're focusing on on consumers is what is important for them
0: yeah right do, do they want status do they want entertainment do they want yeah value for money yeah. what do they want yeah
1: yeah do they want to improve and they want to, to do they want to thrive Do they want to make their own business do they want to um, create uh, new products yeah it, it, it depends whether it. it has to be focused on them yeah everything on them
0: cool so thank you rod for today it has been a really valuable discussion i learned a lot and thank uh, you. i hope that many people will listen to this recording so that can learn so, so they can learn something too and um, yeah thanks for being here
2: sure
1: and Hey, the good thing is that it won't get lost in the internet because it will go into 12it, right?
0: Yes, I I will uh, transcribe um, all the the questions that we discussed and the answers. And I will put everything into 12it so that people can find. And and, yeah, it's structured according to tags. So it's easy to find uh, the pricing questions. I will put them under price.
1: Perfect. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Gabriel, for, for listening in. Yeah. We really appreciate it.
0: It was our first um, Twitter space, so thanks, Gabriel, for being here. <laughs> and next week we'll have uh, another one, and I will announce it then tomorrow. Thanks for today, Rod.
1: Thank you. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the 12IT podcast today. You can find us on Twitter at 12IT, that spells T-W-O-L-V-E-I-T. And you can check out questions and answers at 12.it. If you have any questions about this episode, reach out to me on Twitter or send an email to Matthias at 12.it. If you want to support this podcast, please share it with a friend on your social networks and leave a rating in your favorite podcast player app. This will help other askers and experts to find this podcast as well. Thank you very much for listening and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.